see the galaxy. Geronimo! Ben, do you have anything to say about low sex? Nor as everyone else likes to call it, the penis rocket. Why not? We can all give you a warm hand in your entrance. Yeah, that, that butt clenching really was awesome. would be absolutely terrified of anything. Um, uh, uh... Sunday, I had a good time making a ten-year-old boy cry. Have you finished playing with your bunny? Remember, this is the show where good ideas come to die. Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 372 of Live Radio, the show about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Sophia, uh, otherwise known as Colin Ford, Chief Archivist of Live Station. And joining me in the orange sidewinder bar for this episode, we have our Head of Health and Safety, Commander Aid Levice, otherwise known as Ben Moss Woodward. Thank you. Captain Kirk Bear, for that spectacular introduction. You're welcome. We also have... No, excuse me while I go off and shag a blue alien. If it's gone blue, I'd worry. <laughs> we also have our staff liaison officer, Commander Psykit. Starting well, I see. Starting well. Cool, 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 cool. Great, good, good. Yeah, that was the problem there, Psykit. Slow... No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously blue. And we have our inhuman resources... Commander Shan. Hello. What well, we started, what, two minutes into uh, 2022, and the malarkey has started already? Happy New Year. Um, I have a question for people going forward from this. In oh, this Lord. We've got a first Shan question within two minutes as well. No, no, no. It's first at you, Endo. First question. What, is, what are your New Year's resolutions? This is so our listeners can keep track of this throughout the year. Um, I, no, I can do that very quickly. My, my New Year's resolution is not to make a New Year's resolution because I think that's stupid. There we and, go. Yeah. No. I've never made uh, one, so I'm not going to make one. That's lazy, Ben. No, it's just me. Shall, shall we carry on with the show, then? Um, now, if you wish, you can join us live. We're hanging out in open. We have um, Commander Edelweiss, uh, Commander... Uh, the Chris Mark Four and Psyche all on the stream tonight. Um, so you can follow what they're up to there. Uh, if you can't get to us in game, obviously join the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through radio.com slash live. Click on the live chat. You can also go to twitch.tv slash radio, or you can go to YouTube, look for Live Radio, or even Facebook and look for Live Radio. 
So we're going to go around the team, see what they've been up to. And also, as Shan is that interested, let's have some New Year's resolutions, whether you like them or not. Um, we'll start with Commander Psykit. How have you been? Hello. I'm, I've been good, thanks. I, I was, cow surprise, I was ill. <laughs> um, uh, like the day after Christmas, right up until like New Year's Day, I've not been very well. I've been like sleeping for seventeen hours a day, so I clearly needed it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm all good, all good. I also have not made any New Year's resolutions. I have decided not to, and have in instead decided to make vague goals in the hopes that I may achieve some goals. But they're mostly they're mostly like content related and all of that sort of nonsense, you know. But other than that, doing well. Yes. Um. Yeah. And testing to see whether how how well I how well my laptop copes with with streaming to to the server. And apparently it seems to be doing away in the moment. But knock on wood. Hopefully it's yeah. fine. It's got I, I... better. It's got better frames than my big computer rig. So I'm a little disappointed. Not gonna lie. I, I hate to point this out. You're in another. I know. I'm in an apex. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Something I'm in an, I'm in an apex on my way to leave because I don't. I've not brought my hotel upstairs. Jeez. <laughs> right, um, Commander Shan, how have you been in Happy New Year? Thanks very much. Um, how have I been? Managed to recover after the logistical pain that was Christmas. We had about four Christmases, one after the other, because of. Uh, the mini shans wanting to go and do mini shan things with various girlfriends and places, so we had to leave sufficient time for them to go and do their thing, and still get a negative test result before having elderly parents and grandparents around, and we had to have them on separate days. So it's a bit of a logistical nightmare. So yeah, it's kind of like Christmas lasted the, uh, the nearly the full two weeks, rather than condensing it into one day and. Um, Next next year, we uh, Mrs. Sharon and I are going to go to New Zealand for Christmas and leave everyone else in the snow and the rain and the drizzle because we're fed up of being Christmas now. So, bah humbug. Um, New Year's resolutions. Well, this year I am going to be kind and considerate and gentle to everyone in the Elite Dangerous universe. In other words, be my normal self. And how long is it going to be until you break that? Does this include NPCs? Of course, it doesn't no, include them. What's the what? What's the, if you can't kill an NPC? And how on earth are you going to get your combat rank up? You that, could. That is that, a good you, point. You, you you could hug people to death, or you could do non non killing missions. Maybe you could you could be a, a, an Amazon delivery driver or something. I think I'd rather drive an Apex shuttle. I think. <laughs> you know, isn't your combat rank elite, and you know anything higher doesn't count? Well, I've got I've got three other commanders I could probably do with putting some combat rank on. Mm. Just, just for the sake of it. But no, I'm going to try and I'm going to try more, more balance and less naughty this week, this year. I think this week, <laughs> this week. There's a there's a um, fraudulent slip. Oh, so so yeah, it's been all right actually. I'm still yeah. on holiday for another week. Um, I am currently in the bunker at the moment though because uh, eldest Mini Shan tested positive a couple of days ago. Ooh. Um, he just got a sniffle and stuff, and he's got all the vaccines and so by and stuff. So it's not a question of what being worried. It's just a pain. And to be fair, I think everyone's gonna get it at some point. So I'm kind of figuring you're better to get it while your vaccine's new and fresh out of the pot rather than trying to run away and hide until the middle of the year when it might not be as fresh. 
So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, that's an interesting. It, it looks like everyone's going to be have corona parties this time. Once you've gone here, well, interesting research has been published um, that seems to indicate that if you get Omicron, it protects you against Delta as well. But if you get Delta, it doesn't protect you as much against Omicron. So if you're going to get COVID, just like uh, chicken pox when you're a kid, go to someone who's got Omicron. <laughs> and then, <laughs> how do you know what variant you've got? The symptoms are subtly different. Okay, so if you've got a headache, you've got Omicron. If you haven't, you've got Delta. Well, I guess if you if you end up in hospital on a machine, you've probably got Delta. <laughs> Charming. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's one way of looking. Or oh, you've ended up with Moderna. Um, <laughs> not bitter about that one at all. Um, ben, what have you been up to for the last? Yeah, so. Well, I I am currently COVID positive. Uh, but uh? You can't catch you can't catch that over the internet, so we're okay. It just feels like I've got a bit of a cold, to be honest, and you know, a bit of a headache, a bit of a blech. So, who did uh, you get it from? Do you know? Um, well, the route I am about ninety something percent positive I got it from is on Christmas Day. My son came down with sorry on Christmas Eve. My son came down with COVID, um, and my my Christmas Day involved. Let's walk with my son down to the PCR testing centre, stay the hell out of everybody's way while I try to avoid getting anything and let him get his PCR test. Um, he gets his PCR test and we walk all the way back home again because, of course, it's Christmas Day. There's no way for us to get there uh, apart from walking, but that's fine. It's just it's about a two-mile walk, so it's fine. Um, so that was a lovely Christmas Day walk for, for my son and I. Um, then on... 27th, 28th, something like that. My wife came down with with it. And at that point, I'd basically reached the conclusion, okay, she, she's got it. We're all going to get it now, basically. Um, and But I, I still hadn't got anything. I was still coming up negative. Then my daughter got it. And you know, at that point, my wife was like, you're still negative. You're meant to be working in a couple of days' time. Get the hell down to Birmingham. Because uh, you ain't going to be able to work while everyone's here, uh, whilst everybody's here with COVID. Uh, so I got the hell down to Birmingham, still negative. What um, is the fourth today? And then, so and then, yeah. I, then my son got it on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. My son came down with it. And then yesterday, yeah, so, late Sunday, I was feeling hmm. And then yesterday, I was starting to feeling hmm. Um, but I'd used up all of my COVID tests. Uh, seeing, am I still positive? Am I positive? Am I negative? And then today, I eventually got a COVID test through the post, and found out about about five o'clock or so today. Then I was like, "Yay! I've got two marks too. Aren't I lucky?" I can I can sell you some COVID tests if you want, Ben. It's okay. I've now got fourteen. Well, I've got seven, and I've got another seven coming. Um, uh, Fifty quid for lateral flow, two hundred quid for PCR. Yeah, it's okay. Thank you. Yeah, it's well. okay. So, so you know, that's been that. Uh, other things I've been doing, um, and this is where you know I've ha- I've been to see Spider Man with my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to see Matrix Revolutions and oh, another fifteen film that was out over Christmas. Um, it was good as well, I can't, but I can't remember what it was now. <laughs> um, oh, that's it, Kingsman. Oh yeah. Um, Matrix, so I saw Matrix Revolution, Kingsman, uh, saw Spider Man, and then you know yesterday because I was feeling a bit blur, um, 
I found out on Sunday that Loose Screws have a Minecraft server, so I've been playing Minecraft with Loose Screws. So, so that's been that's been nice. Oh yeah, my film of the year was Don't Look Up, which you should watch after Death to Twenty Twenty One. So watch, sorry, watch Death Twenty One after Don't Look Up. Yeah, that's probably going to be a good one. Um, played much games then? Played Minecraft. Just Minecraft then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Played Minecraft. Um, I did. Um, I, well, I tried getting into a little bit of Elite, but it's just like yeah, the energy levels are basically low. Um, yes. And I wasn't really wanting to fly around and just sort of yeah, you know, I could fly around a station. Yay. You know what I mean? I was sort of, if I was going to play Elite, I wanted to do something. Um, and then, so what else have I done? Uh, so it's basically it's been it's been that it's been Minecraft and RimWorld. <laughs> um, I mean, actually, I've got. Um, I also watched um, on on the Mouse Plus. There's a Will Smith nature show, which is very good. Oh, is that the on this Earth or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but that that was. It's very very pretty, but it's and it's also very very good. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's it's just a nice. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice show. Uh, well, with you know, good watch and you know it's. Yeah, it's just it's not it's nice and it's it's sort of the pretty's got my kids sort of watching it as well, which is always good. Excellent. Um, uh, Shan is asking you, Ben, if you've brought all the the toilet rolls. I've got all the toilet rolls and his, and he's not getting them back. Well, there we go. Uh, <laughs> I, I like this. Commander Lennon in the chat says, "Ah, yes, Escape to Birmingham, the lesser known Kurt Russell movie." <laughs> Ah, dear. Anyway, um, let's have a quick think. Um, well, obviously Christmas is out of the way. Um, I've been playing an awful lot of Elite. We went to see to and the family, the Ford family tradition, which was to go to the Manchester Panto. <laughs> oh no, you didn't. Oh yes, I did, and it was yes. Um, and I'm there. I'm there thinking, listening to all those Panto innuendos, and going, "This is just like Tuesday night, really." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that it was actually quite good. Um, it got nothing to do with the story that it was supposed to tell, but um, yes. Uh, and let's see, I played an awful lot of Elite, an awful lot of Elite, and um, uh, yeah, back at work today. Shan, go on. You've got a question, have you? Um, out of interest, um, mm-hmm. the innuendos. And the the um, tongue in cheek humour of the Pantau had it been adjusted for the for modern society or was it just as offensive as what it was traditional in the olden days? Traditional, traditional. There was a, the, for some reason there was an awful lot of jokes about um, sort of work gatherings. Oh, so uh, Peppa Pig with a uh, a blonde mop of hair didn't turn up? Uh, no, no. But there was a Manchester genie, which yeah, just had to be seen to be believed. <laughs> um, ben, you've also got a question about Panto for some reason. Oh, oh, it's not oh no, he doesn't. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're right, Sai. I don't have a question about uh, Panto. Uh, I listened. One of the things I have done was listen to a dramatization of the Brothers Grimm version of Sleeping Beauty. It's um, it's not as nice as you think it is, is it? It's, it's not Disney. Really, yeah, it's there ain't no Disney in there. Um, <laughs> But it was it was a it was a really good dramatization of the story that we all think we know. Yeah. Because um, I was like, you know, I wanted something a bit Christmassy, and I was, sort of, I'll let the kids listen into this as well. <laughs> hmm. 
Yes, that's that's a bit like traumatizing your children, isn't it? Well, I mean, it, it wasn't massive traumatization. It was sort of. I don't know how close to the original Brothers Grimm version the dramatization was, um, but it was very much sort of like about Princess Aora, who was basically stolen from her her mother after her mother was what's, what's the was it Prima Noctis or something like that with the king? You know, basically the king comes along and says, "I'm the king, therefore your wife is going to have sex with me. Deal with it." Oh, um, right. Yes, there's a French yeah. term for that, but I can't remember what it is. Um, uh, yeah, and then you know, then basically, yeah, that your daughter there, yoink, she's mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, the the her biological mother then turns to the dark arts, trying to get her daughter back, but her sister puts everyone to sleep. Um, you know, so it was different yep. from Disney. Different from Disney, probably different from. Original Brothers Grimm too, but I don't know. Yes, Shan. Um, the Sleeping Beauty you just described sounds like the Jeremy Kyle version. Possibly, it was. Well, you've got to remember that the old fairy tales, the old, um, the old Brothers Grimm fairy tales, they were all really warnings, and mm. you know, um, sort of the the evil wolf normally did win in most cases. Yeah. In in these fairy tales, Little Red Riding Hood did not end up very nice, with a nice ending. Um, so yeah. Anyway, we shall move on from uh, fairy tales to uh, development news. I think. Oh um, no, we didn't. Oh, Sorry. For goodness sake. Oh yes, we will. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Well, that subject we've just had, it's behind us. Now, development news. What has been said this week? Well, obviously not much. We haven't had much in the way of... Uh, well, I think all the CMs have been on holiday since uh, uh, since the last episode. Uh, so there's not much coming. Uh, we do know that Update 10 will be coming sometime in January. Not quite sure when, but um, that's it. All we know is that something, Update 10, will be coming. They said early January. Um, however, <laughs> oh, no, it won't, says Shan. Yes, um, so we'll have to wait and see. Uh, we do have some good news on the player numbers front from Steam Charts. Um, the average player numbers are now up 35% from the low point in September. So, the you know, they're... They've improved vastly, and peak player numbers are now at their highest levels since June last year. Now, admittedly, this could be because everyone wants their free arcs, and um, there's lots of other things to do. I think, um, yeah, there's. Uh, it's nice to see these things. How long did they stay on for? What do you mean? How long did they stay on for? We've got no way of knowing how long people stay on for. Well, as you said, it could just be three arcs, or they they browsed all the amazing paint jobs that were for sale in the store alerts, um, and mm-hmm. they said they just did some browsing and thought, oh, okay, and then logged off again. So well, it, there's, there's a lot of difference between just logging on for a token of you know, arcs and actually playing the game. And yes, we've got no way of showing, but no, we've got. I was no just way asking the question. However, um, I will say that. Uh, I have seen a lot more hollow squares and, uh, uh, unfortunately, some hollow triangles as well flying around some of the places. So, uh, yeah, it, it does feel busier. Not as we're nowhere near the dizzy heights of May, 
or just before May, but um, it's nice to see the curve uptick, if you see what I mean. Um, um, and finally, <sighs> these are the features that we know are coming. These are the things that they've confirmed. We know that there's going to be an update 10 and an update 11. We know that fleet carrier interiors are coming. There is some kind of new base defense mode or defense mission, which uh, they've mentioned. Uh, there are going to be new mission updates. So, that uh, you know, there's from these new mission providers and all the rest of it that comes with it. Continued optimization and bug fixes and um, the development updates, which is the thing which happens at the end of the month where Arth po uh, posts a whole load of information about what's coming in the next release and what they're still working on, those will be returned to normal at the end of this month. So that's, um, yeah, that's what a normal de development uh, update is these days. That's pretty standard. And did they say that Supercruise News, is that going to be still bi-weekly or haven't they announced the schedule? They haven't, they haven't said anything more about that. The only thing they have announced was the fact that the development updates will be returning to normal at the end of January. And normally, didn't they, sorry, go on, go on. Did, didn't didn't they say at the end of the year? I don't know when it exactly when it was, but didn't they say? Um, I'm sure Zach mentioned about they were looking to do maybe l less frequent, longer form content. Oh. I'm sure. I'm sure. I saw that somewhere, or I heard that on one of the streams that it was more like I w I'm kind of half expecting them to say we're going to do like two, three hours every other week, something like that. That would be my um, expectation. What cut it, cutting down on uh, maybe one stream a week instead of two? Yeah, like doing like just a Thursday night, but making it slightly longer. Well, a like double the the length because mm. they always run over anyway. So they, they may as well say, look, we're going to have a two-hour stream or even a three-hour stream, but it's only going to be on a Thursday night. And then at least that that saves the team from having to do two streams a week. Because for a small team, that's quite a lot of work for over mm. one game when they are spread over multiple games. Go on, Shan. Um, I think I'd be okay with that on Same. reflection. Um although I would say it would depend on the contents of the extra-long stream. I mean, if it's three hours of them playing the game, then I probably would wish it was an hour and a half, not being rude. but you Well, know. yeah, no, absolutely. And so, you know, if they, if they put the effort into combining into one stream, I think that could be a good thing because it, it, it's easier to find time to go watch it for an evening a week than trying to find it time for two evenings a week. Yeah, I mean, that that is one issue I think some people do complain about is the fact that Tuesday stream happens when a lot of people are at work. So they, they can't join in and basically they, um, uh, they just do a catch up. And, you know, some of the things that, uh, is, yeah, some of the things that are, are said, people miss because obviously the Tuesday stream is supposed to be the stream when they announce new stuff. I personally would prefer it if they had it at lunchtime on Tuesday. Yeah. They used um, to, didn't they? They, didn't they always, used to do it like always at 12? Used Yeah, it used to be 12 to 1. I mean, Ed Lewis, God rest his soul. Um, He's not dead. <laughs> he, he is to Shan. Yeah, totally. He, anyway, he's not Jinx, he's just working for Bethesda. So he's a zombie then. But anyway, um, 
Yeah, no, being serious for a minute, I, I preferred it for lunchtime, 12 to 1 or 1 till 2, simply because it was easier to fit your day. And also, it was a nice break from from doing some work during the day. You think, oh, I can finish at 12, I can watch, the, I can have a lunch, watch the stream, and then carry on with my uh, with my work with my work and with the rest of the day so i preferred at lunchtime how where it is now it's either right at the end of my day when i'm trying to get enough you know done by the end of the day or uh, i'm having to cook dinner or something like that so i always tend up missing it <laughs> yeah um we'll, we'll just have to wait and see what's uh, what's going to be announced because uh, we haven't seen a single cm basically since uh, before Christmas, so um, all I can assume is they're still everybody's still on holiday, and there'll probably be people coming back to work sometime this week, and we'll probably find out things later on. So I hope maybe, so. I hope so. Yeah, maybe by Thursday. Watch yeah. them change. Watch them change their date to be um, the time that they do it will be like uh, seven o'clock in the evening on a Tuesday. <laughs> That's a hundred percent what we're gonna get. Well, that one's finish at uh, 8.29, so we have no time to cover it. Absolutely. All. We'll probably finish at like half um, half nine, something like that. So it's like right in the middle of the show, so we can't even discuss it. Yeah. But then again, if they could send all their followers this way, that would be nice. What, well, we've got half an hour of the show left. <laughs> we've got half an hour of the show left. That would be the, the nice bit, I suppose. <laughs> anyway, um, so let's be look at what's been happening in-game over Christmas. Uh, well, obviously, the Winking Cat giveaway has given away tons of stuff, including new ships, if you if you, if you you went through it. Um, has anybody not done the Winking Cat thing? Um, I didn't. I didn't bother. I've got enough of a cat at the moment, winking or otherwise. Um, did it give away free adders, Colin? Do you know? What did the uh, Winking Cat give away? Uh, Imperial Curious. And vultures, no adders. You'll be relieved to hear. Well, I'm relieved to hear, actually. I do hey, believe. Can't be much of a thief if he couldn't give away adders. <laughs> uh, and let's have a look. The yeah. So obviously, Ben, you're actually working through this at the moment, aren't you? I am. I found out from Sai, much to my surprise, that the second one is still going. So I was like, you know what? During the show today, I'll go and I'll go and see what I can see. Uh, so I'm currently in orbit around Meter and Holland, uh, Meter and Hollow. Yep. Trying to get my thing working. I think Chris has got my me and Psykit. I think our streams mixed up because um, I think he's got Psykit in orbit around Meter and Hollow. Don't cross them. Yeah, and some I don't know. I don't know what he's doing, but he's doing something. Yeah. I thought I thought he was. I actually thought he'd. Um, oh, he had a pause on my. No, that is my stream. I'm confused now. Ah, uh, see, I, I'm very confused. Leave radio, um, but you don't cross the streams; you just confuse the streams. Yeah, be Psychic's <laughs> actually going in, but it says I'm still at Jameson Memorial, and I left Jameson Memorial absolutely ages ago. So either Chris, you've got the names wrong, or B, you need to refresh my stream, mate. Um, I'm not. Just I'm a bit do a Spartacus and rename everyone Ed the Vice on the stream. We're all Spartacus. <laughs> yeah, that's possible too. Um, right. So the. Uh, Winking Cat Rewards, which were announced on the 24th, 25th, and 26th, they're still valid, uh, and they'll be going away quite soon, I would have thought. Um, I was surprised when I found out they're available. So, yeah, come and get them today if you can, I guess. Thursday. Thursday they'll go away. Yeah, you you can only pick them up once, can't you? Yeah. 
Yeah, thought so. Unfortunately, I've got one. I'm. Well, I've got my um, uh, my power play commander is nowhere near any other places and hasn't got a ship good enough to get there quickly. So I'm going to have to miss out on there with a the power play commander. Uh, my standard commander is has got them all already, and I hate to say it, but my poor explorer isn't coming back six thousand light years just to get. Um, no, 7,000 light years now, just to get some extra goodies. So, yes. Uh, Galnet apologised for the fact that um, the Winking Cat managed to infiltrate their feed yet again. Go on, Shan. you got a question about cats. Well, well, not not about makes of cats, but um, in terms of the ships, etc., the Winking Cat's been giving away. Can mm. you get a free ship and then sell it for the same amount as you would have brought it for, or ah. is it not, or is it like the the uh, um, the Imperial Eagle or the Eagle that you got given a Kickstarter when you tried to sell it, you didn't actually get any money for it? Um, well, you you just got a standard Eagle with the with the um, the Kickstarter, but no, they are zero cash rated, which to tell you the truth is brilliant because when you think about it, you can actually just load it up with weapons and basically you ju- the rebuy is just the weapons. So you could have people PVPing with these new ships and it not costing them a fortune. Well, to be fair, money's almost worthless, so a couple of years ago, it would have been brilliant. I'm not. I'm not actually sure in the AX world whether the um, Imperial ships are actually any good or not. Because I think if you're doing the AX stuff, having a low rebuy would probably be quite useful. Yeah. Um. The I will say that the Imperial Clipper is absolutely fantastic against scouts. Put a couple of um, turrets on it, and it's great, especially because uh, you can just outrun everything with it. Um. But yeah. I will take your point that trying to take um, on a Thargoid with a cutter, <laughs> that's that's a challenge, because basically your, your ship doesn't turn that quick. Also, if the cat was a real master thief, he would be giving away free anacondas. If he was a real master thief, he would have broken into David Braben's office and got us the coordinates for Raxler. Nah. I'm going to I'm going to agree with Chris Chris here that he wants the he wants the winking cat to give us an anaconda out of an orbital. <laughs> well, you know that the problem is is first of all those ships cost a hundred credits, and secondly, you'll only get them when they build the the large um, landing pad, which for some reason has seems to have been stuck in red tape for the last I don't know how long. I blame COVID for it, literally. <laughs> Right. Uh, moving on uh, to uh, on the first, the well, we've had a Galnet retrospective for the year, which came out the 28th, 29th, and there was a little bit of a mix-up because it seems like part three came out on the 2nd of January and part four came out on New Year's Eve. So <clears throat> I think someone just pressed the wrong button there. Um, also on the first, the Duvals gathered uh, gathered for New Year's, uh, minus the Emperor, and they were all cooing over the, the latest addition to the Deval line, all calling him the future Emperor. Um, the Alliance and uh, Sirius Corporation have now signed a defence pact as of today. Uh, and 
A whistleblower has revealed that there could be an imperial link to the MMNMLA. It seems that the Imperials use a uh, dark matter network similar to the NMLAs to send uh, covert messages to one another. Or is it to spy on their citizens? You know, a bit like the way that the Federation is spying on their citizens. <sighs> Shan? I'm not sure about that from because it's a bit like saying, oh no, the Russians use radio, therefore the Americans must be Russian spies. You know, it just kind of, yeah, I'm not sure similarity of technology means similarity of origin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I put, as far as live radio is, is um, concerned, I still think that uh, I like the idea of putting a bar next to an orbital called the free sidewinder. <laughs> Uh, the free anaconda, rather. So, uh, you know, that way there is the free anaconda at Hutton Orbital. Um, right. So we have had quite a lot of uh, interesting things happen so far, but it's that time of the week and first one of the year. Score a lot! Welcome back. Um, what's new in the store? Uh, nothing. Um, however, you do have six days to get in with the chrome ships you are missing. Um, the chrome ships normally go for about 5,520 arcs. Uh, chrome SRVs go for uh, 3,250 arcs. Um, and there's quite a lot of gold skins as well, which um, has, has nothing to do with Bedahoe. Let's see if anybody else gets that reference. Um, <laughs> so, is there, has anybody got any any ships left that they want to get chromatized? Probably, probably. I haven't I haven't bought any this year, and I really wanted the Phantom, and I should really go and put some. I should really hashtag buy arcs and go and get the Phantom. <laughs> go and get the Phantom. Well, wasn't your free arcs running up to Christmas enough, mate? I spent all of that on the scorp paint jobs and everything else, and a snowman. I I forgot to get my scorp paint job. Yeah, I'm I'm still I running know. around like a like with like a snowman. <laughs> Mostly because I haven't had a chance to take my unit my costume off, but you know. Uh, yeah, I've I've still got the the, the Christmas um the Christmas jumpers, mm. and of course the winking cat gave you Christmas jumpers You've as got well. A green jumper from the winking cat yeah yes that would that was useful um i must admit i do like the chromed uh the chromed ones which are different from the chrome because of course the chromed ones the chrome ones were originally given away as a once-off offer uh but the chromed ones which look very similar are, are the ones that come back every year <laughs> i actually i i know i prefer the well i like both of them but i i I like with the old gold gold ones rather than mm -hmm. the golden ones that depending on the look, it can either look really, really crazy golden 
or is yeah. almost black? Yeah, it all depends uh, I, I, I on like, where they I are. I like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, there's a lot of... Uh, there's actually a, a couple of complaints on the forum saying that they want the old those old paint jobs back. But again, it's, it's back to this legal issue that, you know, they were given away as exclusive or, you know, they were bought as exclusive offers at the time. And, uh, yeah, that's, that kind of uh, is a bit... It, sometimes I do wonder whether or not they've gone in painted themselves into a corner, if you see what I mean. I think they've, they've learned their lesson, which is why they're not doing that kind of thing, thing anymore. anymore. Yeah. You, you only have to mention it, the cold remark for, yeah. and it just, yeah. They're... It just elicits dev tears. Yes. It, it's not dev tears. It's, it's basically um, anybody who didn't get a cold remark for. Well, that is too. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> I mean... I must admit, I was looking through um, some of these, uh, some of the cosmetics, and I must admit, I was there looking at the the cost of some of the things for uh, rifles, mm. and realizing that's almost double the price of one of the ships. Oh yeah, and I'm there going, Ugh. it's all that Did- fine job, that fine work. That's the stuff that costs the money, you know that, right? <laughs> The fine work, eh? Yeah, the fine work. The fine line work that they're doing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I probably will buy one at some point, but I, I don't think it that much um <laughs> that much of a of arcs. Um, Shan, you've got something you yeah, want to Yeah, I was about thinking the about stuff. the the gold and the chrome stuff. I mean, I haven't got them for all my for all my ships because I, I, I tend to apply a what I see is a is a rule to buying them is that if it's a combat ship or a combat SRV, I just don't see the point in having it bright and shiny gold or chrome. I mean, it's like wearing a red coat and when you're a soldier, you know, it's just kind of like saying, please shoot at me. So I'd much rather have a black combat ship or camouflage than a bright, shiny one. However, if it's an exploration ship, I can see why an exploration ship would be shiny for heat reflection, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So I, I, per, I try and apply those rules to the paint jobs. So things like the uh, gold and chrome scorpions, my personal view is why would I want it more visible? I want it as, you know, so I can see how people would like it. You're in a certain, in a certain uh, um, sandy type world. You know, you're on land on a desert planet, then you want a sandy SRV. Well, really. for, well, for exploration SRVs, I, I make them orange because if you look at if you look at uh, Antarctic vehicles and stuff, they're all painted bright orange. You see, so I make them orange. <laughs> um, cutters, I do make an exception because it's, a it's not really a combat ship, but also it's bling and imperial, so I guess it should be as shiny as possible. Yeah, I'll definitely agree with it. I mean, I have on one of my clippers the iridescent iridescent purple and that makes that ship look absolutely beautiful in 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 the lighting yeah i must admit ever since the i think the odyssey lighting upgrade happened it's now looking better than it does in horizons and that's only on mid so uh i'm quite impressed with the with, with some of the paint jobs there's still some bugs with others though I think they're working their way through them to to try and uh, resolve them because I've I've heard other podcasts are available talk about um, problems with their Corvette and and so on. Um, 
I mean, Psychic, you're a Corvette fan. I mean, are you having um, issues with the uh, the skins on your Corvette? I've had um, ever since I've, I bought the paint uh, the um, Corvette. My my four Corvettes, every single one of them has got Predator Crimson on, and it's never changed. So I wouldn't be able to confirm or deny whether there's any problems. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I think it is uh, one of the. It's one of the. It's the shiny ones that people have got problems with. Apparently, so although I must admit I have come across models where the engines are in the wrong place and all those kind of things. So uh, I do believe, um, Psychic, you've also bought weapon skins, haven't you? Obviously, Colin. <laughs> I think <laughs> Shan- this sounds like a big, like a big surprise. Oh wow, Psychic brought pink skins for weapons. Who knew that that would happen? <laughs> Um, Shan was asking which one of us has actually bought skins for the weapons. Oh, hello, me. Yes. <laughs> hey, you brought four, didn't you, Ben? Um, did I? Yeah, four. I've got a feeling you're trying to slag me off about something, but if you are, then you're... He's talking about four skins. He wants you to say four skins. Uh, because because uh, penis and funny. Oh. I, I, I can't believe that we... That, um, yeah. Yeah. I can't believe you went there, to be honest. Well, I'm, I'm even more surprised Ben didn't pick up and run with it, to be fair. But, you know. Shan, I am not going to pick up and run with a foreskin. I don't swing that way. Uh, right. Well, we're going to move on from that. Uh, although I must admit, I think the sound uh, the, the sound tech is going to pick up and psychic going because penis. <laughs> good, good. Good, good. <laughs> Is that going to be next week's title then? That's okay. <laughs> I think I think that's what's going to be the, today's title. <laughs> mm, yes, mm. and we're we're not. No, on the reason why I was spaceship. The reason why I asked about the weapon skins is again, this is my personal kind of shopping mentality. Is that the purpose for me buying a skin? on for a ship is so others can see and think, oh, that ship looks really cool. But the weapon skins just tend to not be as visible. And so why would I spend lots of money on something that isn't going to be visible, if you see what I mean? So that's that's my personal issue with the weapon skins. So you say that, but on an FDev live stream at some point... I went along with my pink weapon skins as um, much so as I am, and it was commented on. So people do see them. Can I actually just ask a quick question, not about weapon skins or things, but about so about these? I'm at, I'm, I'm at Meter Hall, Meter and Hollow. Yes. I'm actually crashed ship. Mm-hmm. I see a comms control and I see a data core side. I've scanned them both and I got at, nothing. Are you at the right crashed ship? Yeah, because there's the a only, lot of. I'm at, I'm at the only crash ship. What oh. are What are your um? Oh, I'm at I'm at crash site threat one. Yeah, there are no. Yeah, this one, these ones if it's got a threat, threat, it won't um, it won't be one. Yeah, right. look, look it's down crash down. ship you want, not crash site. Actually, oh, okay, 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 okay. I'm at the wrong one then. Thank you. Yeah. If you look on the left hand side next to the, the you know the icons listed next yeah. to the uh, next to the crash sites, one yep. of them will be an exploration icon, and the, all the others will be salvage. You want the exploration one. Oh, I, okay. So is the exploration icon the one that's a little star? Yeah, kind of like a planet or a star or something. Like a planet or something. Yes. 
Yes. Ah, I did. I did not know this. Yeah, you see, this, these are the things that we can tell you. Um, although we could have actually kept that for the... Uh, the Muppet uh, of the League, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, the Muppet. Oh, you spoiled it now. You could have watched Ben meander around several thousand kilometres on the surface. Shan, you, Shan, can you remember your um, thing, what you do at the beginning of a year that nobody pays any attention to? That you said you were going to pay attention to? Yes, but I didn't say I was. I did it. I said well, you could do it. That's mean someone else. Mm. I think he's lawyering his way out. I think he is. Yes. Uh, right. Okay. What we're going to do is we're going to take a ad break, and then we'll come back with our um, our first main discussion of the year. We buy any ship, bar none. We buy any ship, bar none. Any model, any colour, any shape, any size. We buy any ship, bar none. We here at We Buy Any Ship, bar none, are ready to take your excess space travel vehicles off your hands. No more negotiating with dodgy space station vendors. We'll simply give you an estimated quote online. Then, when you get here, we'll point out all the little dints and scratches that make the price get smaller and smaller before we actually give you any money. And the beauty is... We take any ship. We buy any ship. Bar none. Terms and conditions apply. We buy any ship excludes trading in any of the following vehicles. Adder, Anaconda, Asp, Bauer, Cobra, Constrictor, Cruisers, Eagle, Falcon, Gecko, Griffin, Gear, Harris, Harrier, Hawk, Kestrel, Crate, Lanners, Lifters, Lions, Mantis, Merlin, Mori, Osprey, Panther, Puma, Python, Saker, Sidewinder, Skeet, Spar, Stowmaster, Tearsel, Tiger, Transporter, Turner, Viper, Wyvern, or any Imperial or Thargoid vessel. This is a public service announcement from the Fuel Rats. Please stop what you're doing and pay attention. If we can rescue you, we will. But you can help us help you by following these easy steps. 1. Fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. 2. Note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. 3. If you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. 4. Go to FuelRats.org and click Get Help. 5. Stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? I was overseeing the delivery of some slaves to the starport in Exios, and a cleaning robot had just washed the floor, but not left a warning sign. I had to run after a slave that was escaping, and I slipped and fractured my wrist. I was delayed for 10 whole minutes while the Medicomp repaired the damage. My time is billable. Can I get compensation? Yes, you can. I was on a regular trading room back to Seoul, and it was my job to repaint the outside of the ship. I was given the wrong kind of EVA clamps. Nothing bad actually happened, but it did give me a fright. Can I get compensation? Yes, you can. I was checking some robots through customs when I distinctly heard an official call the robots clanks. I was deeply offended, even though I'm not a robot myself. That's their word. You're not allowed to use it. Can I claim for moral outrage? Yes, you can. At Cowell and McGrath, we are now taking any kind of legal action. No case too small, no justification too frivolous. If you've been lightly inconvenienced, embarrassed, or in any way put out, then someone should be made to give you money. Don't be a stupid clank. Uh, excuse me? Cowell and McGrath taking on any case, playing the percentages. 
and welcome back. Well, for our main discussion tonight, we've, we've kind of got two parts, but obviously the, the first part of this discussion is going to be the, what I can only say is the blindingly obvious, um, what are you hoping for in Elite in 2022? Now, I have to preface this and say um, uh, it has to be kind of realistic so I'm afraid to say stuff like ship interiors and and uh, uh, on foot VR. I don't think they'll be able to get them in this year. Um, if they do, uh, uh, it will surprise me, pleasantly surprise me. But um, I don't see that happening. But um, I will start with uh, let's try, start with Ben and see what what would you like to see them do this year. You're wanting this to be realistic. That's the problem. I know. Um, Sorry. Realistically, there's you know I, I, the the things I'm wanting are exactly you know are things that I don't think Frontier are going to do, um, mm-hmm. because because of various reasons, um, and the things that I think they're going to do are things I don't particularly care about. Okay. Um, so you know, so long as you know, realistically, what I want Frontier to do this year is not fuck up the game and make it worse. <laughs> you know, well, they can add in all the features they want. And there might be a feature I, that I approve of, but as long as they don't go breaking anything, I'll be happy. Because what they've got's good. Yes. Um, right. Fair enough. That's that's nice and nice and easy. Uh, <laughs> like me. Sorry. <laughs> you will be. Uh, <laughs> like it. Hello. Hello. Not not a loaded question at all. But um, what is your opinions on this matter? Well, what would I like? Well, yeah. I mean, it's a case of it's a case of what can you reasonably expect. No, I would, I would very much like more frames, please. More frames. More frames, please. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would also like, what I would also like, um, uh, is a very successful fleet carrier interior launch where uh, people enjoy the. Um, the little private areas that are designed to be private for um uh for other other commanders or, or the ones that you're supposed to be able to have like your 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 it's like your little mess area that kind of thing on mm-hmm. the um on that I think that would be very good for reasons of um if people I really feel like that is going to be the barometer as to whether Frontier are going to even explore the possibility of fleet carrier interiors. If nobody uses those um those like special areas, I don't think that they're even gonna bother. And they must have some metric of being able to monitor that. Yeah. I mean it's gotta be an idea of where uh football's going to go, isn't there? Mm. Um Shan. Where do I to... Yeah, I'm just trying to think. I, I think realistically what I would like them to do in twenty twenty two, I mean I couldn't, to be fair, I couldn't care less about um, carrier interiors. That's just kind of another menu for me. But what I would like them to do is I would like them to look at the engineering balance for suits and and weapons, the way they are produced. I'd also want them to have a look at the combat mechanics to try and make it more than just a DPS race. And I'd probably look at being able to do more things in the exploration side, so yes, we've got the uh, we've got the sampler, but maybe 
you can get additional materials, for example, if you go out and you use your sampler on a rock or something different to that. So I'm, I'm trying not to push the boat out too far, but yeah, I'm, I'm not too much looking for content. It's more in-depth variation and balance of what we've already got, I guess. Yeah, I mean, uh, there, there was a whole load of suggestions about being able to harvest the plants into mats on, or even commodities and things like that. I mean, I think that would actually add a lot more to exploration. But um, I know, I know where you're coming from with that. Um, I mean, I mean, it's quite limiting because we've said the word realistically. Because if we sort of said something along the lines of what would you like for Elite Dangerous in 2022, everyone would have said, right, we want full VR, we want ship interiors, and we want to be able to land on, on better planets, please. Which is, always seems to be the same. I'd quite um, like a hover bike. Hover bike, yes. Yeah, yeah I, I'm all for, I've, well, I've been asking for a speeder bike since Horizons came out, so yay. <laughs> Go on, yeah. Shan. Well, I mean, there's, there's the cynic, realistically which basically says they'll keep everything as it is and they'll just get it working correctly in a, you know, they'll bug fix it basically. And then the optimist realistically that says maybe we'll get the sort of things that we've just mentioned. So the reality is probably somewhere in the middle, I suspect. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, we, I think we are actually being quite optimistic because uh, there are, Gaming journalists that uh, I've been following, uh, they all reckon that Elite will just go into maintenance mode after uh, after this next set of updates, and that's going to be it. Now, we've had um, conversations with Arf and company that we at least know that the plot is continuing, and they've had meetings about the plot extending after these current storylines are finished, so at least we know that's going to be happening. Um, yeah, people did say that would be on, and I'm afraid to say, in a way, they were right, because there was a content drought, wasn't there? Yeah, well, the content drought was, was like, entirely different to what, we've, what, we, what we're experiencing now. True. And I, I, I don't think, I, I genuinely feel like, while they're still um, optimising and optimising, they're going to keep pushing out, pushing out these patches, you know, and... Let's face it, the main goal is, and th this this might raise some um, disdain, but the main goal is to get old-gen consoles playing Elite Dangerous, which is what they've, they've always said that it is. Until that is the case, they have to keep pushing out the patches onto, um, onto PC yep. because we're effectively testing it for them, you know? Yeah, and... Uh... I think I agree with you on that. I mean, I'm wanting to see the consoles online as soon as possible. Um, and we'll probably touch on the console issue in a minute because there's this, this part B is all about consoles, guys. So if you want to to, to strap in for that one. <laughs> um, yeah, Shan, you wanted to, talk, to respond to Psychic there. Yes, I was thinking about when people were saying, oh, it's in maintenance mode with Beyond. Mm -hmm. I think that's a little disingenuous with Beyond, and it's not specifically directed at Cy, of course, but it was just around what Cy was saying, is that you have to remember, Beyond, we knew it was about reworking what was already there to improve and or fix it, and that was always the stated goal of Beyond. So for me, that's not a content drought. It's not a content drought if you rework stuff to make it work better. That's um, not... 
That's right, not okay. content out for me. Shan, um, I, that's my fault. I was on, wasn't on about um, what was happening when Beyond was being produced. I was on about the content drought before fleet carriers arrived. Right, okay. Well, I was actually talking about the people who said, oh, it's in maintenance mode because of Beyond, blah, blah, blah. So it was more responsive to them than anyone here, I guess. But yeah, yeah I, I understood with Beyond it was going to be nothing new other than the odd little bit because it was reworking what was already there. So if it is Odyssey going into maintenance mode, if, for example, they add the balance and the engineering stuff, no, I don't think so at all. Mm, yeah. Um I mean, let's see, what, what was realistically I would like to see? Well, um, this is actually, it's, I think it's been mentioned before. Obviously, I would like to see the console releases catch up. I would hope that they do have on-foot Thargoid combat coming at some point, because I think that would be a good shot in the arm for uh, for people. And, and also, I think my... The, the main thing that I really want is actually better mission integration. So that means missions which involve having to do something in your ship as well as something on your foot. Uh, that kind of something on foot as well as something in, in cockpit. Because I think that it, it needs to bring the game, the two modes of the game need to be brought together more. Uh, apart from that, from what I've seen so far, I'm... I'm I'm quite happy with the progress, uh, but uh, yeah, I think that is my one big bugbear that I'd like to see more of. So yeah, um, let's go around the team again and just just quickly say, what would you really want? If the, if money was no object and and they had a magic, they had a magic developer who could just god developer who could just create stuff. We'll start with Ben again. Ship interiors for everything, including stuff to do on them. For example, mm -hmm. fixing your ship, um, combat on board the ships. Grand th you know, I, as I've said all the way since back in 2013, I want to play Grand Theft Spaceship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, there, there was a, a discussion on uh, the forums, which yeah. um, I thought was quite good. There was thing. what would people prefer? Would they prefer um, one big upgrade? Or would they prefer ship interiors to be bought via things like arcs, oh, via God, no. DLCs? Which you... no, so you'd... God, no. Decoration, yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, completely on decoration. But we need. Uh, is this version? Is this? Is show? Are we calling Odyssey Four? Or is Odyssey Five? So, Horizons was Elite Dangerous Two. Yeah. Uh, Beyond Elite Dangerous Three. I guess is is the after beyond is that three is that four or three point five? Uh, I think to tell you the truth, until we get Odyssey, I think that's four. Let's call it. Okay, so we're calling Odyssey four, are we? Yeah, we're calling Odyssey Elite Dangerous four. To be honest, okay. Then, if for Elite Dangerous five, we could get all we could get all the ship combat, all the all the ship interiors, plus stuff to do in it. Mm -hmm. Plus reasons to do it, yeah. plus social things that you know, uh, obviously tying in with missions and all that kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. ideally, oh, there's, there's, there's so much potential in that. Uh, and also, as we've seen, there might be, hmm, let's try this code at least. E give us EVAs as well. You know, let me, 
I've always, I've always, always, always wanted to disable someone's ship and actually pirate the damn thing. Yes. Yeah. That, you know, I mean, it's 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 a fair uh, enough assumption of where we'd like it to go. Yeah. But do you agree that that you know, when you put your developer's head on, how much work do you reckon that is? Because I reckon that's I reckon it's at least Odyssey. It's the kind of work that could have been done between 2017 and 2021. But they had other priorities, and that's fine. But I do think, you know, I think you're right. It's another three, four years worth of work. Yeah. I mean, just, just to point out to people that it's uh, <laughs> not a simple job. Um, no. No, Shan, what is, uh, if you had your way, there was, you know, no no restrictions whatsoever. What would you like to see in there? Uh, first thing would be to delete. Elite ranks one to five, and the fact the person who did it. Uh, <laughs> second, secondly, it would. Um, secondly, I think it would be to make the game. Well, I think secondly, I would uh, ditch engineering apart from, and especially the power plant engineering to reintroduce balance. I think I, I wouldn't necessarily change too much, but I would seriously look at the combat mechanics and the game balance to reintroduce the challenge in not only performing combat mission explorations, etc., but also the build of the ships and etc. around that. So I don't think I'm asking for too too much. I'm not asking for moon on a stick or anything like that, but I think it's around the way the mechanics works, I think I would most like them to look at. Fair enough. Um, okay, Psychic, is there anything on your to-do list that you would really love them to do i would like more frames please <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of that's what they're doing isn't it? i know i know but that's what i'd really like um okay l- let's be um more more serious again um i would like a hover bike yes. i would genuinely like a hover bike i would like um uh landing gear on ship launch fighters <laughs> yes um, I'm trying. Mm, I, mm, I don't know that I would like. I would like to be able to dome a Thargoid in the head with a shotgun. That would be <laughs> lovely. But yes. I, more than anything, I want the game to be available to every commander on no matter what what, pla- what platform they're playing. Predominantly. So you're saying crossplay? Mm, I I don't. <laughs> I don't mind if you if you want to include crossplay in that. That's oh, right. that's great. I don't have an issue with that. I just want for the for these big things that we want, like it's pretty much a foregone conclusion with Odyssey on foot stuff. We're gonna get um, Thargoid on foot stuff. Yeah. So, um, and we can't do that until that has the availability on all platforms. Yes. So basically, you want the console version out as well. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Could you? Could, yeah. Yeah. Wave a magic wand and have that happen for me, please. Yeah. Back to Ben. So, just quick, just wondering, Sai. Um, and of loaded question is sort of loaded. Do you think we can get everything that we want on an Xbox from 2013, 2014? I am not a developer. I do not know. I would argue probably not. Maybe they've bitten off a lot more than they can chew. But I mean, why not? Why? Why? Why not aim low? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> um. Because I mean, I, I'm with you. I, I completely and utterly want 
consoles to come out. And my God, I would love it if we could get our if we could get proper crossplay. That would be amazing. That would be great. Um, I, I think would, we can I safely would... say that no one is going, nah, fuck those console bastards, they can stay in the past. Yeah. No one is saying that. Um, but I just, I, I would, I, I don't know if we could get away with writing off Xbox One, com- yeah, Xbox One Commanders mm-hmm. or not. And I, 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 but I genuinely don't know if we can, if we can bring them along. Yeah, um, I mean, this is, this is the thing, because they've already proven with the Apple version that if it gets too technically difficult, um, they will drop that version. Mm. Yeah. Uh, back to Shan. On the console aspect, um, David Braben, I believe it was him, said that they had designed uh, Odyssey to run on the PC at around 30 FPS. My, I don't play console, so please sort of like uh, fill me in. Mm-hmm. Is I. I think if the game ran at 30 FPS, it would get slated in so many reviews. Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing is, I mean, you mentioned about ye olde Xbox players. If you could seamlessly use your commander from your Xbox account on a new Xbox or on a PS5 from a PS4, you just log into Elite and it's there, would that change how you look at it? But again, I, I completely to... agree. With, sorry, Colin. No, no, you first, Ben. Uh, I completely agree. You know, we should have. This is my Frontier account. I've logged into it, and it should not matter whether I'm logged into PC, Xbox, PlayStation. That should not matter. Yeah. Um, I understand that there are ways and means that maybe make that hard, but if other games can do it, why can't Elite? Um, and I'm sorry, that's maybe harsh, but. Yeah, I I think there's a whole load of um, sort of Microsoft and Sony politics that you have to navigate in order to make that possible. I would love to see that as well. I'd also love to have the the PS4 players and the Xbox players and the PC players all together so that basically... So good. Yeah. Um, And I mean, I would also, I'd make it so that, yeah, I mean, again, as I said all along, yeah, if I've bought, let me log on as aid at frontier.co.uk, say. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, not my email address. Um, let me log on to Frontier as that. And then it says, okay, well, you have now associated Commander Edelweiss and Commander Sealweiss and Commander Lave Radio and Commander Edelweiss on um, Epic and Commander Edelweiss over on Steam. You've associated all those different commanders with that one login congratulations that's now you and then i could go off and log in as aid at frontier.co.uk on my son's xbox one and i could just log on and play just like i can and i hate to say this like you can like i can in fortnite and things like that yeah i mean the the one thing that i'm the thing is that i'm using different accounts to play different characters so, so we, we would need some way of saying, Collins, to go off and say, this is my Frontier account, and mm-hmm. then all these other accounts which I've had to make to work around your shitty login system to begin with, I've merged these all into my one thing first, and that could, should, that could and should be cross-platform, obviously. And then you've got your one login to rule them all, Yeah, I, and, I you, see, and you're done. Yeah, I can see where you're going with that, but uh, I think one of the things I want to do is, is still have multiple accounts. 
so that my different character, my different commanders can do different things. And well, that, I don't this, get is, this is what I'm saying, Colin. This one's <laughs> saying you would log on and say, I am Colin. And then after saying, I am Colin, I am Phoenix Defire, or I am Colin's Explorer Commander, or I am Colin's Powerplay Commander. Ah, so you, you, you'd, you'd log in as Colin on the launcher, mm-hmm. and then you'd go into game, and then you'd be, you know, instead of just hitting play, you'd be select, you'd go off and say, just like you do with many other MMOs, you'd go yeah. and say, I want to play with Colin today. And, and basically pay some marks for, your extra, for an extra character oh. slot, if you like. We, well, we've, we've already done that, but yeah, if you want another yeah, character yeah. slot, then you go and buy another copy of the game when it comes up on a Steam sale or something. Mm. Well, uh, Shan's got a lot to respond to, so um, you, off well, you go. I was, I was going to ask the question, um, based on what you said earlier, Colin, about the, the marketing of Odyssey and um, next-gen consoles. Is It occurs to me, is if you look at Odyssey as if you like a sequel to... <laughs> I oh, know, Last of Us. So if you look at Odyssey, there's Last of Us 2, and you had Last of Us on the PS4, I'm using an example. If you view it as a, a sequel to Horizons, you could probably justify, at least partially, saying this sequel to Elite Horizons is only available on the PS5 Super Xbox. It's depend on how it's pitched. I think the expectations, though, of the community is you can just log in on your ye olde Xbox and, and, and it'll play. And I think some clarity on that would, I think, be appreciated. And, uh, yeah, I'm completely with Ben. I mean, I, I think it really needs to have some degree of character slots in a way. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. But although I don't know how that would work with the existing Frontier launcher, and their business model seems to be um, pay three times for every commander you want to play with, rather than pay once and get three character slots. So... See, I'm it, okay. I'm, I, I don't want to say I'm okay with that, but I'm okay with that. You know, we buy another <laughs> copy with this in the Steam sale. You know, you go and pick up another copy for a fiver. I can live with that. Um, it's better than what we have now. But you could have two commanders, and then you pay for an extra character slot. Well, that's essentially what it would be migrating into. Yeah, um, Psychic, do you want to jump in here as well? I, I did only like in response to um, it being a a sequel. Um, it would it it would have to be like completely reworked, wouldn't it, to make the to market this as a sequel when you're just downloading extras on the top of the game. Last of Us, Last of Us, and Last of Us Two you launch two separate games for anything that is a sequel you would make like a separate an entirely separate launch and you wouldn't be starting off with the same character are there games where you play in the sequel as the same character well, with the exception of mass effect <laughs> <laughs> you know we were all going to go there <laughs> with the, with the okay mass effect yes but they are they are entirely separate games you don't have to have played the first game mm. Excuse me. You don't have to be played the first game in order to play Mass Effect Two, Mass Effect, or Mass Effect Encounters. Well, it's part of the game. It, it's still the same game. You have your Elite Dangerous, and you have your Odyssey walking around on foot as part of that same game. They're not separate entities. There is still space flight. I, yeah. I don't know. I'm just spitballing ideas. Yeah, no, me. and I, I appreciate that, but it's it's 
it's very difficult for them to market a game that is clearly DLC as a sequel. I mean, it's Frontier. Yeah. They've got the reality distortion field. They can market things however they like. I mean, it's very similar to, say, Destiny 2, where, you know, if, if people look at... if you First of all, you had Destiny 1, which didn't go down too well. But Destiny 2, now that it's been given away for free, they, they're, they're basically coming up with content packs and updates in a similar manner to Elite Dangerous, uh, which, you know, some you have to pay for, some you get for free. Uh, but it's, it's, it's this going back to this thing which is game as a service. The, you know, the, the constant MMO upgrade. World of Warcraft, let's say World of Warcraft now. I mean, what would that be? World of Warcraft 8? There's a reason why the, um, the regression servers are so popular. is because people don't, didn't want some of the content on there. Anyway, I, th- I think we're, um, <laughs> we're, we're going around the houses here, but we are going to continue talking about um, consoles. Now, one of the things that has come up over, the I think, the last couple of uh, weeks, um, there was a, uh, uh, a YouTube video produced by Guy Price. Now, he put, he put out a lot of uh, content, and mostly about the fact that as far as console releases are concerned, they've gone completely radio silent. Now, I think that's a little unfair because every time they go on the stream, they always they actually always reply about we can't say anything about the um, the console release because basically they want to get the PC release up to snuff. Uh, as Psykit has already said a couple of times, we're actually the PC users are actually testing it for the console users. <sighs> Anybody else feel like a guinea pig? Squeak. Anyway, <laughs> squeak. Um, but there's a there was quite a few good points that he uh, <laughs> he put forward. Um, first of all, is there anything more that Frontier can actually do to reassure that? the console community that something is actually coming. Show the work in progress, maybe? But they're not, yeah, I, I suppose. What, what Frontier haven't done, mm-hmm. is, I don't think they've actually done it, it's always been a bit mealy-mouthed, is categorically said, we are working on getting consoles out, and we promise, cross our hands, you know, cross our hearts, hope to die, stick a needle in my eye, we yep. will get console release out. I don't... Everything's always been a bit mealy-mouthed, hasn't? As far as I remember. Yeah, I mean, there was a. I mean, before I think it was about update four, they turned around and, and the plan was uh, at that point was to say, right, okay, you're going to have up to update five. After update five, we're going to concentrate on getting the console version ready, and then everybody will benefit from the the gains that the console version gets uh, towards Christmas, and then. At that point, at update five, as update five came released, there, that's when they changed their mind and said, actually, we're going to concentrate on the PC version and console is suspended until we get the PC version up to snuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I also want to actually say I, I agree with what Frontier had done. You know, mm. I think until you get the console version working, there's no sense doing anything. Well, you mean the PC version? Um, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I must admit, that is one thing that. I did respond to with uh, one of the many points I did respond to to Mr. Pierce was that, oh, Mr. Price, why did I get Pierce from? Um, one of the things was that if they had 
honestly, if you think that they had stopped PC development at update five, do you think we'd still have a game now? Because I don't think we would. Um, Guy Pierce was an actor in Neighbours, um, or a character actor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, just to think what you're just saying, Ben. The, the trouble with doing what they, what they, what you suggest or you suggested is that they'd end up in exactly the same pile of bull poo as they were with Odyssey release. I think I agree with you, and I prefer them not to say or anything, but some sort of. But then again, even showing a demo release or this is what we've got up to people some people would see that and go oh my god it's never going to happen it's doomed blah, blah 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 so i don't think they can win this one no matter what they do like like some people like you guys for example go on no, no offense but the, the last time i said to you um especially well especially ben um i, ve- I very very strongly re- um, remember saying well what if frontier told you that would you believe them and you went no because i don't believe a word that they said so what is the fucking point <laughs> i i do believe i think um that was just after the the release was done yeah and just to be fair to Ben, I think uh, at when Odyssey first dropped, I think we were all basically I'm, I, shattered. I'm, I'm using it as an example, but it, <laughs> it, but you, you know what I mean, though. It's, it's, yeah, yeah it's, you're, t- you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the main issue, I think, or the problem that I have is that I am seriously worried whether or not they'll be able to get the performance down. Uh, for for the Xbox stuff, and, um, I'm just looking at. I mean, they've made great progress. It's just, oh, I don't know. It's it's such a difficult one to call because I don't have the technical ability. You know, the the programming ability on an Xbox. I'm I'm not sure about. Ask about mobile phone games. Yeah, I'll be able to tell you how difficult those things are to do. But do you reckon um, you could get Elite Dangerous running on a mobile? Um, there's about as much. I have running on a PC, PC, running on a PC emulator, but yeah, I have (laughs) not an emulator, a PC in the cloud PC, yeah, exactly. Ben, having it streamed from your your PC to your phone doesn't count because that's how I got my old VR solution working. The thing is, they can only kick the can down the road so long before it catches Mm -hmm. up with you. And I think maybe what we're seeing glimpses of is people getting fed up of them kicking the can down the road without saying anything. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that's that is the point. I mean, personally, I think if we don't really hear anything by, say, March, that's the kind of thing I have to say. Right, we're probably not getting it. Is that in their financial year projections, by the way? Because mm-hmm. presumably everything in they they have to or all the revenue they are expecting to get in this quarter or this financial year, yeah. they have to say. Now, obviously, history says what's in their financial reports is a little bit flexible, but um, I'm just wondering: have they accounted for console money in their financial reports? Because if not, then it would mean a console release would have to be post April the first. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm thinking actually happened because one of the first things they did when they reviewed their uh, their earnings report, they cut the, the revenue they expected from Odyssey by a third, 
which ironically is about the same amount of player base there is for the for the customs uh, from the customs for the consoles. So did they add that revenue on to next financial year, or did it just disappear? It just disappeared. They've they've cut it completely. They haven't put any extra projections on uh, on earnings from Odyssey. They've cut it just basically to two thirds of what it was. So tinfoil hat mode does that mm-hmm. give us the answer to our question? Yeah, that's what I was wondering, and I all I all I can do is just say this is that as far as the only thing that they have announced is that they're going to get Odyssey up to a certain point for PC. And then it used to be then we'll look at the doing the console version, but that language seemed to change lately to then we'll review whether the, the our console options at that point. And it was when the narrative turned to to the we'll review the options, I thought, oh no. Because See, they, for me that feels like an FY twenty three thing. FY twenty three? Yes, we're still in we're still in FY twenty one, aren't we? Until the first of until thirty first of March. So FY twenty two will be FY financial year, Colin. Yeah, got you. Yeah, because we well it, it's until the end of yeah March. But then, how come they had to get it out for the end of May then? Well, that's a that's the um, that's the question, isn't it? Because I thought there was a reason of oh, fiscal. Because uh, I thought that was one of the reasons that they had to get it out before June. For so that it would be accountable. Well, that's the reason we speculated why they had to give it out. I mean, you don't know what pressure from the board internally, for example, they had to get it out. So that's the assumption I think a lot of people made. But no, I'm just trying to go on the reports because they have to put their projections in the reports. And if it's not in for next financial year, either it's not ever going to happen or it's in for the financial year after that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's a tough one to call, really. I, I will put a flag up to say that I'm concerned. I mean, can you see them just doing it for Xbox X and PS5 instead? Yes. Because I, I, do, yes. I do have more confidence that they will be able to get it on those platforms. But I don't know about... It's, it's the Cyberpunk 2077 issue. Because now that it's come out on PC and been upgraded on PC, it's, it's great, in my opinion. It's, it's certainly work, runs really well on mine. Um, however, you still run it on the Xbox or the PS4 versions, and it still is quite janky. And, you know, PS5 and Xbox X, I've heard good reports about. So do you think they just, they're just prevaricating over that decision, or have they just made a decision internally and just wondering how to announce it's only coming out of a PS5, Xbox X? And they're wondering how to, to pitch that again. Tin for hat mode, but you know what? I mean, it all. In my opinion, it all depends on how many more frames to, to quote Psychic we get uh, with update ten and update eleven. If by update eleven you're able to run Odyssey on say low detail at about thirty frames a second on the PC equivalent of an Xbox. I think they'd be good to go. I think but they'd get hammered. I, d- I don't think that the um, the the people who want the console players who want this, they really do want it. You can. We've already had a hashtag Odyssey for console um, appear in in the chat. Um, 
and every time you go onto one of the official streams, it's just console question, console question, console question, console question. Um, I think people would accept it at 30 FPS. But no. Yeah. I don't think that they would, mate. I really don't. Seriously, no. Well, then I do wonder whether or not it's coming out for those base-level consoles, then. Because my PC is far superior to an Xbox, and it's getting, you know, 45 frames a second. Because they downgrade the graphics. That's that's on mid. Um, I could probably get 50 to 60 on low. But if they downgrade the graphics, then they'll probably downgrade the graphics on uh, the PC version as well. That's why, because I think you talked about that. I think it was our interview with Arf last year. Mm-hmm. You asked, are we going to see a similar downgrade in the graphics as to what apparently happened with Horizon? And I can't remember his answer, but... No, I can't remember either. I don't, it was remember. basically downgrade, what downgrade? I don't remember one. Well, he wasn't there then. It was uh, yeah. It was Horizon. It, oh, just, exactly. Just go back and look at some Ascidian Ant videos where he does a side-by-side comparison. And it is quite shocking because you, you suddenly realise we lost quite a lot. Mm. Mind you, I think a lot more people were complaining about the beige plague at that point. So Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, oh, we're getting Mac Winston saying they downgraded it due to PC performance problems. Am I reading that right? Uh, anyway, there was a, there was something, wasn't there, where they changed the ice asteroid fields not to be so cloudy for better description. Yeah, it, it was kind of the. Um, uh, it there was some atmospheric effects that they took away. Um, dust effects especially seem to be the, the one that the Xbox couldn't handle. And uh, yeah, and anyway. So um, I think, I mean, the too long don't read question about this is, um, yeah, we want, I think everybody here wants to see a console version. It's whether or not it's going to be able to, um, Frontier are going to be able to deliver something on the older generation ones. I personally think they're trying the hardest, but I think they're fighting a losing battle in my personal view of it. In a in a stark, stark revelation, I actually agree with Shan on this. I know. Ben, are you going to make it uh, because believe it or not, I agree with Shan on this as well. I agree no, with Shan. No, we're not we're not doing this. We, we, no, we're not happening. Um Well there you go, Shan. That's a new year resolution. You got the entire of Lay Radio to agree with you once. I win Lay Radio 2022. <laughs> I mean, it's early days, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it, I, I think, yeah, it's probably going to be possible for the, the new generation, but the older generation, um, yeah, I think we're we're a little hesitant. We hope it comes, but I don't think we're hopeful. <laughs> So another question then, Colin, while I'm on a roll, in a way. Oh, um, <laughs> oh no. At, at what point do you think um, they've gone past the time when they can keep kicking the can down the road? When 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 is your and it kind of been inside really? Yeah, well, I said I said March. By the end of March, we should know. The end, you know, after update eleven has come out. At that point, that's when I think they should turn around and say, right, okay. As far as I, as far as I can see, it, update eleven is probably where they're going to stop doing the PC updates, and and then after that, that's their opportunity to do consoles. 
What does what does you think about that, Ben? I think I think they should have come clean last June, or as soon as they had the idea of, you know what, guys, this is going to be really chuffing hard. I don't think we can do it. Yeah, I have no idea when, and even if they're at that place. See, I I don't think they've even decided to look at the consoles yet. They won't even look at how difficult it is to do. They haven't looked at how difficult it is to do yet. They'll probably do that towards the end of March just to eval- evaluate if it can be done. Psychic, what do you reckon? Oh, man. Not putting you in the spot or anything. No, honestly. Honestly, I, I'm just... I'm, I, I'm just really hopeful that it does happen and it is something that, um, that they, they do have... I, I'm I'm confident that they're giving they're doing the best that they can to make it available for um uh for 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 consoles. Yeah, I'm scared that they're going to make the same mistake that they did with offline gate, where they should have announced a lot earlier that offline mode in Elite Dangerous was not coming. Um, I th- I can just feel that this is another mistake brewing, but mm. yeah. Well, you think about the Mac version as well, by Colin. You know, it's like, when are we getting Horizons on the Mac? When are we getting Horizons on the Mac? And so on. Well, to be to be fair to Frontier, they were honest about that right from the word go, because they said, well, the Mac version's not updating the, the right... Yeah, um, the... The, the oh, right technology. It, yes. It was direct tech. They weren't implementing DirectX in the same way. Uh, it's not DirectX, it's uh, Compute Shaders, that's what it is. That was it. <laughs> uh, and even when equivalent technology came along it was it was far too late mm-hmm. they'd have to rewrite the entire engine to take that technology into account um shan quickly yeah well the example that springs to mind was psvr uh, how yeah. people kept asking ed what about psvr yeah. and he would say nothing to announce nothing to announce nothing to announce yeah. yet etc so they they, uh, they were also at psvr for a good couple of years and then people slowly got fed up of asking about it and they got, and they didn't ever mention it again. So people just sort of forgot about it, and they almost got away with it. I'm wondering again, tinfoil hat mode, whether they're trying the hardest to do it again. And but are they going to do the same thing? I wonder. Where they're just going to wait for people to shut up about consoles and hope it goes away? Uh, it's not going to go away. It's not going to go. You've, you've, you're alienating a third of your player base. That's not going to go away. Well, I could argue rather mischievously that Wait, when so they released Odyssey, no, no, I said mischievously. I didn't say cynically. I said, I said mischievously. You could argue they've alienated a lot more of their player base by releasing Odyssey the way they did. So there is precedence for it, but yeah. that would be that would be naughty and mischievous. So I'm not going to mention it. Right. Okay. Too long. Didn't read. I'll just summarize. We're hoping that they do it, but we're not hopeful. <laughs> oh god how confident does that sound oh dear um right we will we will leave this that conversation behind and move on to the community corner um now does anybody want to talk about the comfy cannon cruise i can go for it psychic what is the uh, Comfy Cannon Cruise? Okay, so it, it is a massive expedition that has been going on. Um, they visited 134 waypoints in 300 days, travelled over 500,000 light years. Um, they are returning to um, the home of Cannon Research, completing the tour 
this Saturday. So Saturday, the 8th of January. Um, uh, Commander Mephisto got in touch with me and was like, ah, can you talk about it, <laughs> please? And it, it was the first time that I found out about it. And I think it's really cool. So in, to take them home, the plan is to do this mass jump on Saturday um, okay. at 8pm UTC um, in Commander Mephisto's private group. And um, we are jumping from um, Commander El Illyrium's fleet carrier angel share in hip 101166 for the mass jump and then jumping back in the general direction of Verati um for fun and shenanigans uh, and, and and yeah it's a cool thing to celebrate so hopefully so uh, plenty of commanders will show up excellent um that <laughs> that's that sounds great um i do know they say they said if you've got the fireworks launcher from the winking cat please bring it along bring all three because they're going to be shenanigans and frame loss uh, according to stage shenanigans is apparently a lot of flocking birds or some kind of flocking birds so yes sorry tangent town there don't know why um next up we have well you know those ship size comparison videos that come out well Mac Ricardo has gone and done another one, this time uh, to include everything in the 2021 release. Uh, you, you'll know the one. It starts off with a banana. It plays the Blue Danube and starts from a banana. I love those. They're great. Yeah. For, goes from human to SRV and it's included the Scorpion this time. It goes all the way up to um, Orbis stations and all the way back down again. Uh, absolutely fantastic to... It, to watch and you know quite nice to have on in the background in a constant loop actually but that could be down to the blue danube which is always good for a uh, for a chill out session i suppose um <laughs> uh top shift 131 <clears throat> is out where i have managed to prove to myself that i'm really inept at using a scorpion <laughs> Um, yes, so uh, if if you want to see how you shouldn't use a scorpion, then uh, pop along to top sh to top shift and see what uh, what's happening. Um, Turgeon travels is back. <laughs> Thanks, like it. Um, Turgeon travels is back. Uh, number fifty three, um, Commander Turgeon has actually taken a break from hunting the galactic thief Lily Laverin. Uh, to investigate some mysterious alien ruins. Now, uh, Turgen, Turgen is part of the uh, broadcast. I think Ascobus is actually broadcasting at the moment. Um, and uh, yeah, they're always good value. To, they're always fun to watch. He's, he's a superb content maker, is Commander Turgen. And uh, I think this is the first one in about six months. So it, it's good to see that he's still working on them. Um, Chan? Yeah, I just want to give a plus one to Turgeon's travels and stuff he did. I I, I just really enjoy what he does. Um, it, it's so well done, and it's spot on with the Elite Universe. So, yeah, long may you continue. Yeah, let's, let's hope so. Um, also, we have uh, a new thread which was brought to our attention uh, from Commander Core Morningstar Felian. 
And uh, he's been doing some deep diving about the search from Raxler, uh, which is nothing to do with the Dark Wheel project or the Dark Wheel Turns project, which I think is still going. Um, and he has recently discovered our station commander's Alan Stroud's work on the matter and uh, kicked off a, a thread which has been going for quite a while. So we'll put a, a link in the uh, uh, in the show notes where you can find a whole lot of tinfoil hattery and uh, unique <laughs> uh, unique insights into where Rexler could be and, uh, you know, the usual... Uh, mad theories. Um, one thing that I didn't notice and it suddenly clicked with me, and a um, spoiler alert if anybody is um, interested in reading or listening to Lave Revolution, it didn't real. I I didn't realize, but a couple of the clones in that story were named after Imperial emperors. I completely missed that one. In game. Elite Imperial Emperors or... Elite Imperial Emperors. No, no. Elite Imperial Emperors. Which, you know, it does kind of put ideas and conspiracy theory ideas in your head, doesn't it? So, yeah. or, or Alan was just run out of names and thought, oh, I'll choose that one. Oh, no. Well, go read the thread and see what the response is, because I think someone uh, asked him something similar along those lines. So, won't spoil it. Go, go read it. So uh, we have our mostly clueless section. That that's, this is from Commander Tekarov. Uh, would recommend getting a fuel scoop around the same size as your FSD. Um, yeah, he, for example, he gives um, uh, a one E fuel scoop has a scoop rate of eighteen kilograms a second. Uh, I don't know how he's come up with this this thing this theory. I mean, I've normally got. Uh, a size four. I seem to have a size four and everything. Um, Shan? Yeah, I'm not sure. But I'm going to have to play around with it to find the reasoning behind it. Usually, I choose if my my limitation for an exploration ship is power. I, I don't necessarily want a bigger power plant. I don't want to have a running super hot power plant. I, I want something that is sufficient power for what I need to do. So therefore I would choose the size of fuel scoop that fits in with the power profile of everything else. Mm. So yeah, I'm gonna to need to do some experiments for that. I, I guess if you're buckyballing and you need to get somewhere in a hurry, then you try and fit the largest fuel scoop you can. And if it's an anaconda, you know, the class six fuel scoop is probably a, a good way to go, for example. But I don't know. I'll have to try to play around with it. It's an interesting theory. Um, be interested to hear from other listeners as to whether they think that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just kind of interested. Yeah. Um, I think you're right to, um, oh, good, yeah, like, psych it first and, and then back um, to you again. Um, um, uh, nah, mate. <laughs> and no, <laughs> no. So, Absolutely, categorically not. No, I would, I, no, I'm, I'm clearly vehemently against it. I mean, I must admit, in my clipper, I've got a uh, a, a seven, a class seven um, fuel scoop, yet a class six jump drive, and I, I think bigger the better if you're going for exploration. So size does matter, then, Colin. Absolutely, when it comes to fuel scooping, time matters well, as well. And, and our resident f- uh, fuel rat, what do what do you think to that, Ben? Yeah, I'm. 
I think I see what Shan's getting at, and it basically it depends what you're wanting to do. Mm. Now, most of the time, I'm if I'm if I'm if I'm in a position where I'm wanting to fuel scoop, I want it to take. I want to be fully scooped by the time I've orbited the planet and I'm ready to go and do the next jump. I don't want to have to sit there for ten minutes to do it, even if it means I'm using half as much power as I did before. But I can understand if you. you I, this is the thing I like about the base version of the game before engineering. We've got so many options and there's nothing wrong with any of it. If you're not in a rush and you can, you'd rather fit a larger shield cell instead of a larger fuel scoop, go do it. There's nothing wrong with that. And also remember that the larger the fuel scoop, the less mass it takes up. Because that's that's one thing that gets me is, is there's no mass to a fuel scoop. It fits in a, a, um, a size seven bay, but it doesn't use 128 tons. It's zero tons. Are you listening correctly? Bit. Yeah, we'll go back to Psychic. You've got some more community corner news. Yeah, Buckyball Racing's back. Yay! Really excited. Um, Alec posted today about the Buckyball Racing and uh, the forums about Buckyball Racing being back. I should have added it. I'm sorry. Um, but what they're doing, they're doing something different this year with Buckyball Racing. What they've decided to do is a series of, um, I think it's eight races throughout the year. And it's going to be like a uh, running total. But you don't have to compete in every race. And they're all um, like, uh, they're all old races that they're, they're rebooting, basically. Um, so there's going to be eight races, uh, throughout the year, all hosted by a different person effectively. Um, and then your top, I think five or six times are going to be added, well, not added up, but it's going to earn you a rank and that's all going to go, um, be accumulated and the person's gonna there's gonna be an overall winner of the season and it sounds very fun and you can count me in because it looks like a lot of fun too yeah um we're i'm just cutting and pasting this now and we're going to put it into the show notes um yeah it's the uh uh well it says rules are still going to be finalized brewski is, is coming up with uh new regulations and there are race entry forms for everyone to to fill in. So there's there's um, new details of this on the forums, which have just been posted as of two three hours ago. So um, Ben, I you almost answered my question for me oh, there, Colin. Uh, are they going to be changing the rules at the eleventh hour? <laughs> well, they've gone and changed the rules here, uh, and. Um, yeah, the Buckyball Racing Club and New Pilots Initiative present a crossover event which will test your supercruise, speed docking and aerobatic skills in the hottest racing action this time, this side of the Zin. No, that's not the one. That's not the one? No. Because oh, that's another that's, one. That's that's old, I think. The, the Buckyball Racing Club presents the Magic 8-Ball Championship is what you want. So they've been quiet for way too long, but the Buckyball Racing Club are back, baby, with a whole new championship consisting of eight racers run at monthly intervals throughout 3308. So it's just rehashing. We're redoing um, the redoing some of the original um, original races. Um, oh right, got it. Yes, 
We did right. some of the original races. There's like eight of us are going to be hosting different races, and um, yeah, it looks it look it 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 looks really fun. It looks <laughs> really fun. I'm really excited about it. Are you well, thanks for joining? Sorry. Oh, I'm hosting one of them. Excellent. Well, in that case, that is the first of two events that the Buckyball racers are involved with. There is, first of all, the eight ball, uh, which is um, starting on, uh, as we've said before, and then also this new thing, which has just been released today. It Oh, the Buckyball Racing Club and New Pilots Initiative, that seems to have been posted today, even though it's got a date for last year. Yeah, that sounds like really familiar, like one that's already been done. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll ask Bruski for uh, more information on that. And if if we can confirm it, we will uh, obviously bring it to you next week. So uh, has anybody got any other business that they would like to bring up before I mention the one thing that made me go WTF? <laughs> I was going to bring up one thing, which I think is, which was released on on Boxing Day, Colin. And would that be a, a book that refers to a certain Star Wars character? No. Oh, okay. Um, so on Boxing Day, Docker, Docker's Christmas special was was released. <clears throat> it's all going for special effect. Um, watch it, preferably without your kids around, or listen to it without your kids around. Shenanigans was had by all, and it's it's yeah, it's the production value on it is far better than the actual content. I guess that's what I'd say. <laughs> um, yeah, so, something along those lines. Um, yes. So if you yeah, if you yeah. want to, uh, oh, and Doctor and Doctor Mick from Special Effect was uh, is now an he's well he's going to he's on the Queen's New Year list, so he's going to be an MBA. Oh, an MBA. Oh, so, yeah. So many congratulations to Doctor Mick as well. Yeah. Which is higher, an MBA or a CBE? I think it goes CBE, MBE, OBE, and then Knights, etc. But I don't even. Think, I mean, to be fair, I think I'd be happy with any of them. To be fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Well, my WTF moment is that Doctor Who has announced that they are merging. They're putting the Daleks into EVE Online. So basically, if you play EVE Online, you know, where you fly a spaceship, <clears throat> spreadsheet, <laughs> um, you, the Daleks are invading. Um, I was just a little bit there thinking, hang on, you're contacting EVE Online, yet you have a British-based game for basically a British-based Time Lord. No? Didn't, didn't want to link? Oh, yeah. No. I, I was I was going to say there's there's another picture um, that goes with that announcement of Jodie Whittaker leaping over a shark. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, I do find it's, it's a very interesting mashup. <laughs> did you did you just do air quotes around the word interesting? I just got this mental uh, image yeah. of you putting air quotes around interesting. The, it's not the the marriage I'd have thought of. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't understand why CIG think they need not CIG. What's the name again? Um, is it? Well, like, no, I don't. Who's who, who makes um, who makes Eve Online again now? Oh my god! Um, 
I know it all the time as well. They're always mentioning it on M- CCP. There CCP, we are. that's it. I, yeah. I knew I was nearly right. The Icelandic um, company. Yeah. I don't understand why CCP need, feel that they need to have Daleks. And I don't understand why Doctor Who or the BBC feel that Eve Online is an ideal match for them to introduce aliens into. Hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a weird one to me. Yeah, psychic. Like so I so I downloaded Eve. Yeah, I'm gonna oh learn God. how to play it. <laughs> good luck. Oh my God, psychic. Good luck. I really want to fight. I really want to fight, darling. Yeah. I, oh man. Eve <laughs> looks damn pretty these days. It does. So I, then... I'm actually very interested in in Psychic's experiences with it because it's always been one of these games which you know, I've been. I've been very tempted to have a look at it, I have to admit. It and is then one I've that I've been tempted and, at a lot of times, yeah. Yeah, but it's always been, but I actually want to fly a spaceship. Yes, that's always been the issue that I've had with Eve, because I've, I've looked at it many times before Elite Dangerous came along, and I was there going, oh, that sounds exactly like the kind of game I want to play. And then I find out you don't fly the spaceship. It's very, very much like the, you know, the, the taskbar MMO. Yeah. Uh, kind of stuff um and uh yes a lot of people don't like it because if you think the elite dangerous community is toxic you have no idea what the uh elite community the eve community is like it makes you you've got to be toxic <laughs> it, it makes toxic part yeah. of the game I mean, there's a couple of thoughts spring to mind with this first of all the Daleks don't belong to the BBC. They belong to the Terry Nation estate. And they are very, very picky about who they give the Daleks permission, you know, who gives, they give permission to use the Daleks for. So I'm quite surprised um, they allowed them to, unless CCP gave them a huge check. Um, but this thing is I'm kind of in two minds, because I, I see crossover stuff like the uh, Normandy in No Man's Sky and all things yeah. like that. And I think, oh, that's cool. Part of me thinks that's cool. But then another part thinks, can't they think of something original in their own war-stroke game? You know, I don't know. It's Maybe maybe the nation of state is desperate to uh, get, rid of the, get rid of the Daleks from a dying franchise. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you so want it, Doctor Who, to die now. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with, with that because I, I actually quite like I hated the, the, the previous season. But the latest season, I I thought was 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 what good. What was what they did over Christmas like? I haven't seen that one yet. It's okay. on my to do list. Sorry, what was what? The the New Year episode. Oh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Yeah, it's it's a time loop one, which they're always yeah, fun. Really, really, it was really fun. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it had minimal other characters in it. It had it was um. Minimal other characters, Dal- um, Daleks, and yeah, it was very, very enjoyable. I had I had a good time watching it. Okay. Budget episode, budget script writer. No, I thought it was a very, very good episode. Did you watch it, Chan? <laughs> I did, and I got, I got. What well, I'm not going to spoil it for people because obviously Colin's got to watch it. But there was too much stupid dialogue when they should have been doing other stuff in the episode. <laughs> I, would, I, I would disagree. I thought it was really good, but you know. Uh, Timey wimey, not stupid enough for you then. 
Well, I, I kind of, I'm not, I don't want to spoil it for people, but basically, you have you have a few people having a a serious conversation, hiding behind a couple of plastic barrels when there's Daleks bobbing about, and you think, do you really want to have such stupid conversations about Manchester and Liverpool when you've got Daleks about to exterminate you, etc. The best time to actually have good conversation about Manchester and, and Liverpool is just before you get to get exterminated by Daleks, because you can't have the conversation after you've been exterminated by Daleks. I thought you were going to say because the scouts would be after you, but anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, we will also just give like a sh- uh, like to give a shout out to um, Operation Ida. Uh, or Operation IDA. I never know which way to actually pronounce it, so I always try both. They're still doing the holiday event, so if you want to pop over to their Discord, uh, their Discord, they, you'll find full details of what's going. So I am being, <laughs> I am being schooled here by Mac Winston. It's Ida, not IDA. So there we are, Operation Ida. Um, I've got to write that in a note in the back of my hand to make sure it gets just back think in my it, Just think it, it rhymes with spider. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, next week I'll probably say, and Operation uh, Tarantula is now in full effect. So um, we'll just do some quick shout-outs. Uh, so first of all, Docker's, as, as Ben has mentioned, Docker's uh, Christmas special has been released. Um, you can so. also give the, uh, the details to... Um, or you can make a donation at justgiving.com slash team slash beyond dockers. And it's even on YouTube. <laughs> I I hope they haven't done vi- full video on that because it will get taken down. Um, our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, it broadcasts on a Thursday from 8.30. You can tune, tune in at twitch.tv Hutton Orbital Truckers. Or if you just want the audio, go to radio.forthemug.com. Uh, and yes, it is available as a podcast, which we have forgotten to mention in the past. Um, right. Uh, for the discerning commander that likes a bit of CQC action, you can check out the CQC, CQC Discord at discord.me slash CQC, all one word. Uh, and we'll give shout outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts. Uh, so hello to Allograb AM, Black Sky Legion, the Canon podcast, Spanish speakers have the Elita cast. Uh, Fatherhood podcast. There's is flight assist on hold for the moment, or is we're it, on a little back? break. We'll be, we'll, yeah, we're going to be back in February. Excellent. But well, all of the other episodes are still available to listen to. <laughs> I'm such a shill. Yes, you are, and that's why we have you on. Um, there's also the Guard Frequency, who do other space sims as well. Uh, Loose Screws, hello hello to everyone over, over the other side of the pond. Uh, Squeaking Fuel, and of course, System Chat. Uh, for those that want a literary discussion about sci-fi fan- and fantasy books, there's the Data Slate podcast, which is created by Station Commander Alan Stroud. Now, following this, we have uh, a Galnet News update as provided by Commander Witherspoon and Commander Beetlejuice. It will have uh, some Galnet future gazing, a look ahead to Galnext in 3308. Yeah, that'll 
that'll be interesting. Um, and we'll just thank everybody who has, has made some fantastic contributions on the Twitch and YouTube chat channels. Uh, wouldn't be the same without you. Thank you very much. Uh, and of course, special thanks to Commander Tokoso, JN Tracks, and Alan Stroud, who have all created music which we use in the show. Uh, well, that's it for the first episode of uh, 3308. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at laveradio.com. Hit us up at facebook.com slash laveradio. Uh, you can leave a comment on the YouTube channel. Uh, we've had a few of those lately, so that would be nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, and you can tweet us at laveradio. Um, you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio. Um, we also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders like to hang out and chat, and you can find that at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Word of warning, it is shared with the truckers, so you've only got yourself to blame. So do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out at live at laveradio.com. Thanks to Ben, thanks to Shan, uh, and thanks, of course, to Psykit. And special thanks go to today's tech specialist, who is the Chris Mark IV. So until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Digest Review of the Year, 3307. In the first four episodes of this review, we've talked about azimuth biochemicals and salvation, about the Marlinist colonies and about the NMLA, about Admiral Vincent and Jupiter Rochester being locked away for attempting to assassinate President Halsey, and about the Sirius Corporation expanding its influence. In this final episode, we look at where the galaxy might be headed next year. It seems certain that 
that Salvation will attempt a major strike against the Thargoids in 3308. He's fired his super weapon four times, in each case clearing out an entire system. If he intends to deal with the Thargoids once and for all, what has he planned? Something to do the same? But on a galactic scale? Ironically, as 3307 draws to a close, the year-long invasion by Thargoids seems to be ending. Most of the attack stations have been repaired, and Thargoids seem to be little more than a minor nuisance. Admiral Aidan Tanner is under arrest for his unauthorised and unsuccessful attempt to find out what Salvation was up to. His one-time colleague, Professor Albert Tesro of the Akinar Research Council, and for four years the head of research at Aegis, may have better luck. She's currently working with Guardian Technology Specialist Ram Tar to reverse-engineer Salvation's technology and they plan to reveal details in the hope that it will sway galactic opinion against Salvation. Salvation says he's a scientist, but has gone to extraordinary lengths to conceal his true identity. Some believe they may be the artificial intelligence that the ancient alien race, the Guardians, developed to fight off the Thargoids millions of years ago, and which subsequently eliminated the Guardians. We've heard little about the Guardians and their AI for several years, so there may be some credibility to this theory. Others believe that he may be someone who worked for Azimuth Biochemicals four years ago when they were trying to learn how to get humans to fly a Thargoid scout. Other suggestions are that he may be a disaffected member of Aegis, or that he might be one of the engineers. Will he finally be unmasked in 3308? For that matter, who is the witch? The person sponsoring the Azimuth work in 3303. She if it is a she, has seemingly vanished, her identity entirely unknown. The neo-Marlinists seem to have been defeated once and for all. But there are plenty of conspiracy theorists who believe that Theta-7 faked his suicide. He's seen on video detonating the megaship Sacrosanct. But who's to know if he was really on board at the time? Emperor Arissa remains in hiding from the NMLA, even though they've apparently been defeated. The last time she was seen in public was in September 3306, when she spoke at the funeral of Prince Harold Duval. Everything she's done since then, every word she's passed down has been through her Chancellor, Anders Blaine. Is the Emperor well? Is she even still alive? Until she once again appears in public, we can't be sure. What we can be sure of is that should she die, then Hadrian Duval and his son Hector Mordanticus are likely to get a fair bit of support as her successor from the more traditional senators of the Empire. Their main competitor for the role, anti-slavery activist Princess Ashling, would be a bit of a problem as emperor of a society built almost entirely on indentured labour. In other Imperial news, will the split between Senator Zemina Torval and Mustopolis Mining have a lasting impact? Will the revivified corpse of the 130-year-old Torval be content with amassing even more wealth using her army of slaves and a broad commercial network? Or will she use a substantial military fleet to make her mark on the galaxy? She's one of the people least likely to support a future Emperor Ashling. For the Federation, will Fleet Admiral Vincent and ex-Core Dynamics CEO Jupiter Rochester, who are both being held in solitary confinement, Rochester, without even having had a fair trial, get to spill the beans on what they know? Or are they really being looked after by a cabal more powerful than even the Federation? Will Hudson's part in the assassination attempt on his predecessor ever become public?
The campaign by a brewer corporation to establish a chain of megaships along a route between the Bubble and Colonia was a huge success in 3307. Brewer hopes to build on this, making tritium more widely available at the megaships and establishing starports with shipyards and fleet management facilities along the route. This opens up the possibility of commanders being permanently based in these starports along the Colonia Bridge, living the frontier lifestyle, possibly thousands of light years from the next starport. This initiative, which is expected to start in less than two weeks, will also give commanders another chance to earn a range of pre-engineered frameshift drives that are better than anything Farseer or Martok will do for the ordinary commander. 3307 was the year we got to meet the Dreasure Clans for the first time. The Scriveners seem harmless enough. They've been wandering the galaxy collecting knowledge for more than 200 years. Knowledge that they're not willing to share. The Blue Viper Club, Archon Delane's new best friends, seem to be more piratical in nature, allegedly crushing and recycling manned and operational ships if they can. And the Phagos Dredger Clan, which we only know about through legends and through the incomplete report of a soldier at Holloway Bioscience Research Facility 15, are believed to be cannibals, munching their way round the galaxy one victim at a time. Will we see these dredger clans again? Or will we get to meet other equally fascinating clans in 3308? During 3307, some commanders were granted permits to get out of their ships on a limited number of planets, away from the main population centres, to visit settlements and undertake missions on foot that often seem to involve shooting people. The people who do all this shooting have been heard to mention that it might be nice if some aliens chose to invade on foot, something that would give a little more variety in the choice of targets. Commander's more interested in exploration than killing, yet to wander around looking for vegetables and shooting these instead, using a special knowledge gun. All they've ever found so far have been things rooted to the spot. When will we get to see space rabbits? The two-seater Scorpion surface vehicle was the first new vessel of any kind made available to buy since probably the launch of fleet carriers, and only the second model of surface vehicle that can be carried around in ships. Is this the first sign of a renaissance in the design of new vehicles? Will that fabled Panther Clipper, the only ship that actually requires a four-person crew, finally get the go-ahead for commercial release? There's little we can say for certain about 3308. We know that fleet carriers will soon come equipped with a viewing lounge, so we can all sit with a bucket of popcorn and something sickly sweet in a paper cup and watch the transition from one system to the next. The rest of the year is largely a tabula rasa, a blank sheet. Will it be as interesting a year as 3307? We'll have to wait and see. For now, here are some New Year fireworks, courtesy of that lovable art thief, the Winking Cat. <laughs>